the Fresno Focus Radio Hour. This is the No Focus Radio Hour. Comedy and insight from the greatest minds in Fresno. A Lytomine Media Production. That's right, this is the No Focus Radio Hour. We want to remind you to subscribe to the No Focus Radio Hour. We are available wherever podcasts are sold. And remember to subscribe and leave a review. It helps others discover our show. And while you are reviewing, please keep in mind that five stars is the correct number of stars. If you enjoy our show, please share it with your friends. And if you hate it, share it with your enemies. Become a member of the No Focus Radio Club at nofocusradio.com. There you can find exclusive content and merch. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. Our handle is at No Focus Radio. You can also find the rest of our shows at lightomindmedia.com. We don't have Eric. Hit the ground running, 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 just the best as I can. Oh, oh, that was Don Schlicks filling in. We don't have the doorman, but you know what we do have? We have a very special guest today. We have two guests. Direct from the North Pole. That's right, direct from the North Pole. Let's do it. <laughs> we have, uh, you've heard him before on the show. He's the man who hid gold all over um, the local, which mountains? Can't tell you. Oh, that's right. Somewhere All, in the Sierra Nevada mountain range. That's right. <laughs> Mr. Austin Waltz. Hello. Yes, How and if you did not ever hear that episode, Max, do you remember what episode number that was? Austin Waltz was on an episode I don't remember. All right. I we'll try to get today, that to I you. I think it was like 82. Maybe. Somewhere in the 80s. Mm. Listen to it. It's an amazing story of survival. That's right. <laughs> and an amazing story of literally saving a pile of gold from a fire. Mm-hmm. And our lives. And your lives. And the Sasquatch. Episode 85, No Focus Radio Hour. Episode 85, The Legend of the Creek Fire Gold nice. with special guest Austin Waltz. <laughs> That's a good one. It was. 85, so check that one out. But always, as always, we have our the rest of our team. We are missing Eric, but we have with us um, a man I don't think who's ever missed a show, Mr. Marty Stupidasso. Hey, it's always a pleasure to be here. I'm glad we have Don Schlitz back from the North Pool helping Santa make toys. We're it very was, proud it's of been you. a long, long time since I've been in this chair, and I'm glad to be back. That North Pole is cold. Uh, my testes are descending finally, being back here in the warm. Mm, I south. noticed that from yeah. the way you were walking. Yes, finally. And I do have to point out, Marty Stupid Asso did miss a show when he hurt his ankle. Um, oh, that's right. Bending down to clip his toenails yeah, is that what was, we decided. Those are big toenails, too. Yeah. Well, that's true. I forgot about that. That's right. Yeah. Never mind. He missed one show. Sorry. I'm wearing a mask if you're watching online just to keep the Omnicorn at bay. That's right. Um... And um, I'll probably take it off soon because I can't stand it. <laughs> so it's very effective. It's proven, mm-hmm. yeah, proven to be effective. That's a success. That's what that, that's what that sound means. Is that what that was? Um, yeah. Um, that's right. We're all here. You have with us. Um, so Johnny Knobs over Johnny there. Johnny Knobs. Here I am. Nobby you know what? Knobs. You know why they call me that? No, I don't. <laughs> Can you tell us, please? No Last clue. episode, I went way into detail. Today, I'll just say it's because I control the volume. 
Johnny uh, And by the way, you, you did a fantastic job editing out that one little problem we Thank had you. in the last episode. Yes. I was listening to it, and it was flawless. It was, did a pretty, good it was pretty close, right? Was yeah. Great. Yeah, that was a uh, <laughs> little, we, yeah, little something going on we can't talk about because we, we don't want to get canceled. Yeah, so. we had some technical difficulties yeah. last episode. It was um, mostly me. I apologize. <laughs> We're just supposed to be silent so we don't get canceled, right? Yeah. Yeah. We do have actually joining us, um, joining us in um, at about uh, 30 minutes past the hour, we are having with us a good friend of ours, Mr. Mitchell Perez, who will be joining us. He'll be calling in. Um, we'll be talking about life in Denver. We'll be talking about um, his his writing. He's currently writing. We'll be talking about theater. A lot of good stuff, so stay tuned. He is a Fresno uh, native um, who will be um, talking through some fun things with us. So um, stay tuned for that. You don't want to miss it. He's got the radio voice, too. He does. He has a very low voice. Yes. Mitch Perez sounds like this. It's <laughs> great, great, great voice. Um, yeah, so let's kick it off. I got a couple of things. This is big news today. Um, I wonder if you guys have heard um, Jussie Smollett. You guys know about Jussie? I always thought that was a mistypo. No, it name. actually is Jussie. I always thought people were saying Jesse funny. Yeah, me too. Yeah, no, it's Jussie. He ended up being found guilty on multiple counts in his hate crime hoax case. Do you guys remember what happened here? <clears throat> a little bit. Can you review it for us? Yeah, so it's a really interesting case because he... What happened was he originally came out and said that some white men wearing MAGA hats had uh, thrown bleach on him and put a noose around his neck and, like, beat him at... Um, Around 2.45, around 2 a.m., um, you know, middle of the night in, I think, Chicago, I believe. I could be wrong, but I think it was Chicago. It was Chicago. Um, targeted and attacked by Donald Trump supporters who were wearing anti-gay, anti-black um, uh, stuff while they beat him into this is MAGA country. What's really interesting is, though, the brothers um, turned out to have been hired by him and he ended up, Bimbola and Ola Binjo. Yeah, it's their names. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Nicely pronounced. Very good. Mm -hmm. That's exactly it turned out what that, their mothers called them. Yes, yes. Yeah, originally they found the footage and found out that they weren't... When they rehearsed it. Yes, they, they, they found them the rehearsing rehearsal. it. Yeah, yes. That's nice, yeah. And then after that came out, Jesse, uh, Jesse changed his story to say that um, they had blackmailed him and said that if he didn't, like, go along with this thing, they would... Anyways, long story short, it was all fake. Both the brothers came out and said, look, here's all the text of this guy, like, hiring us and everything. So his... his um, Yeah, you know, I don't even... I can't imagine how poorly this went in court. Um, but, yeah, he's... Um, I think he has four felonies now against wow. him for this. So, so he's pretty much unemployed, huh? Yeah, it's not going to be great. Um, I also read today that BLM <clears throat> made a statement for him or about him saying that the police falsified the investigation. Oh, is that yeah. what happened? You interesting. Know, defund yeah. them. Yeah. So it's really interesting. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a very uh, you know hard time for him to get back into the, into the acting industry. Although maybe not. Maybe you know he might have a reality show about kind of what happens after this. It seems to be that's what I would do if I was him. At least he didn't shoot anybody. That's true. That's true. Yeah. He claims not to have pulled the trigger. <laughs> I read that too. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. I haven't read into that yet, but I just did see that he claims, Mr. Baldwin, to have not pulled oh, the trigger Alec in the shooting. Baldwin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
Yeah, I, then a, everyone's on YouTube coming out with a, the exact same gun he had, saying it is impossible not to pull the trigger and fire this gun. You have to too. pull the trigger. I yeah, read that too. They're oh, really interesting. that's about the right. Safety and the hammer. Yeah, yeah, because it can't go down. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting an old one. Revolver. Yeah, but you know, his lawyer said, "Hey, dude, you can't. You just say you didn't pull the trigger. Say it was an accident. It wasn't even R- holding the right. gun. Yeah, say it was magic. <laughs> yeah, that's a really interesting thing to have gone from look. Like, I mean." Here's the thing. I would understand Alec Baldwin saying, look, I didn't know this gun was like, I was on a movie set. I was handed a gun by the prop people. Yeah, I'm just an actor, not an arson yes, expert. Yes. Like, you know, that that would be the smartest thing to say. But when you start saying, I didn't pull the trigger, that start you start going, well, then how else did that happen? You know, that just sounds not smart. A not smart um, excuse. Anyways, um... All right, moving on. I'm moving on. I'm getting the uh, I'm getting the national news out of the way here. Um, uh, Al, uh, what's this guy's name? Elon Musk was speaking. I heard of him. Yeah, you guys know him? Yeah, he's that guy. He does that stuff. Tesla. Yeah, he did uh, Space Monkeys. Yeah, right? Space Monkeys with right. yeah. Went to Space Monkeys. Shot a car up into Mars. Who? who knew oh, that, that was there. Him. No one in Mars to drive <laughs> the car. He invented the rubber band, didn't he? Rubber bands. Yes. Yeah. 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 He was speaking to the Wall Street Journal CEO Council Summit talking about the um, Build Back Better bill, and he says, um, don't pass it. That's my recommendation. He went through to explain a lot of what we've talked about on this show. Um, He said there's a lot of accounting trickery in this bill that isn't being disclosed to the public, noting that the $1.75 trillion price tag is deceptively low due to the expiration dates of the several programs. Um, He says nothing is more permanent than a temporary government program. Um, he was essentially noting what we talked about earlier on the show on another show that, um, it might say 1.75, but you know, those quote expire in three years, in which case they can automatically renew. So it's really just going to be trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. Or they shift to the state. It's like the, uh, the federal government will pay it for three years and then slowly it shifts to the state. Oh, that's going to be really good too. So the state has that big burden. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That way our state taxes also go up. I love it. Big fan. Side note real quick. I just saw that Nathan Magsig is running for Congress. Is he? He is. He is. He's going to try Oh, to for t- Nunes? Yeah, going to take so. Mr. Devin Nunes' spot. And I'm voting for Nathan Magsig. I like Magsig. Heck, yeah. He goes to my church. He's a good man. He is. Uh, Magsig running for Congress. Good for him. He used to have this great sign up on um, Clovis and um, Ashland that just said Magsig. And I, it always stuck in my mind because I didn't, for years, I was like, interesting. It didn't say what it was for. It just I, thought, I thought that was a beer advertisement. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of <laughs> a strange. like beer or something. Oh, that sounds like an awesome name. A new brewery. Magsig beer. I'll take a Magsig, yeah. please. And a lucky um. strike. <laughs> oh, now we got to put a disclaimer that smoking is on this show. Oh, and. You ever see those disclaimers on Netflix? It says, Mm-hmm. Sexual content, gore, and smoking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well, I was fine until the smoking. I'm not watching this. Um, oh, speaking of smoking, that's a good point. Did you guys see that um, New Zealand is banning all tobacco from anybody born um, 2008 or later? They said that anybody who's already a nicotine addict can smoke it until they die. But it's nice. <laughs> anybody who's born in 2008, if you're 14 or older, there's no more sales. They're done. They're not. There's no more sales of tobacco. 14 or younger? <clears throat> yes. That's what, so what when you're 30 and you're an adult, even though you were 14 and younger at that time, you still cannot buy cigarettes. You can't do it. 
So you got to import them illegally. I was going to say they just created yep. a black market. Right. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It's huge. So it's like a prohibition. Yeah, they ban all. <laughs> it's a smoke-free. to um, Australia, buy a boat. Make and, some money. And, and just buy cigarettes and take them into New Zealand. Yeah. <clears throat> the health minister says. Show them to 14-year-olds. <laughs> people aged 14 when the law comes into effect will never be able to legally purchase a tobacco product again. <laughs> Good luck. So that's cool. You, know, the, the, you drive people to things when you take it away. They right. say you can't have this anymore, you drive them to it. Well, they've tried this before. It was called Prohibition here in the United States. Yeah, and it led to like Al Capone and other gangs coming yeah. into power. With um, yeah. New Zealand is an island, so it might be easier to control. But people can make it, right? Unless there's, oh, I don't know. It's going to be harder, though, right? Because you're not going to be importing a bunch of corn or anything to make gonna, all the alcohol. They're going to start smoking couch cushions and... <laughs> You're right, because that's true, because it's going to be much harder to grow on a small island, right? It's a good point. Yeah, or banana peels, that's a thing. Well, the alcohol was coming in from Canada. That's true. Today, a lot of the stuff comes up from the southern border. Yeah. I wonder if there'll be a big business. Actually, guys, I got a good business idea. (laughs) We pack. pack, Everybody quiet. We pack cigarettes into um, bottles. And then we put them in the ocean and sail them across. And then just have a note that says, please send back $40. Yes, yeah, send money that's too. That's a great idea. Yeah. Cigarette then they'll in throw a it bottle. back in the water and we'll float. Yes. Cigarette in a bottle. That's a good business plan, a great right? Song. We even our, have a song. Yeah, for that's our, our commercial bottle. right there. Cigarette <laughs> in a bottle. That's yeah. way better. We could get a little money you to, sting to sing it. He's not doing anything. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the, no, the only thing he's doing is starring in um, Hulu TV series with Steve Martin. Is he really? Yeah. Is that the murder one? Yeah, he's a, he's a, he has a, a bit in that. Oh, cool. They wow. think he's a murderer. Oh, And maybe he is. Maybe he is. Cigarettes in a bottle, yeah. Um, yeah, cigarettes in a bottle. Me. Netflix disclaimers. Um, when I was a kid, people would smoke cigarettes in cartoons. Um, also, you have those, those candy cigarettes, which are extremely mm-hmm. hard to find because that's a gateway drug to smoking. But right. they would have the little candy cigarettes, and if you got the cool ones, you could puff out, and the, the dust on the bubble gum would come oh, out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The, the sugar dust. <laughs> Where mm-hmm. um, Every so often at um, hardcore candy stores that sell retro candy, you can still find them. Like uh, Abigail's and Clovis sometimes has the small oh, yeah. bubblegum ones, nice. but you're right. You got to go like a real candy or store. Or the hard candy ones that you go, sir. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like the liquor, the black licorice pipes. Too, those are fun. Oh, those are cool. Because that way you can go, you know how they or, do. Or I haven't, I haven't seen this in a long time. Remember the bubble pipes? You'd put bubble in it, yeah, and blow, and bubbles come out, and it gets in your eye and in your mouth in your and mouth. all sorts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're blinded, but you're just having a good time pretending you're Popeye drinking soap. Yeah, there's no way they sell those anymore, cool though, right? right? Yeah. Always cool, yeah, yeah, but it's just, yeah, I don't think they, I haven't seen those in a long time. Now I want to look for them. Yeah, that's probably that, not a thing, I'll get some circus peanuts and go on a quest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I felt, I still feel sick from those circus peanuts, Jeez, I think. That and the McRib. Uh, Mc- do for this show. <laughs> the McRib gave us COVID. That's right. Oh, God, that was so bad. That's true. I, I forgot. Apologize. <laughs> that was good. Um, okay. What are some good? I got some. I got a topic here. This is an important topic. We we do we have a, a guest joining us in about fifteen minutes. Uh, but before we do that, I want to quickly get into this fun thing. So, at least for me, I think it's kind of fun. Um, you know, there's one of the word. I love the Beatles. For those of you who don't know me, big Beatles fan. I do hate. Well, how unique. I mean, not, you don't run into many people. 
Not not these yeah, days. Not every day that like the Beatles. Not these days. No, no. people are more into um, the monkeys. Kesha. Or yeah. <laughs> like when you know, like kids come up to you and they're that wearing a Beatles like shirt. You say, ago. "Name a Beatle," right. and they go, uh, "I don't know." Sting. Sting. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. But you know they they have the worst Christmas songs. Like there's the one that John Lennon did. That's like, um, so this is Christmas, Christmas and war is over. It songs just bad. And then the Beatles have that one. Um, I forget how it goes. It's like uh, Christmas time is here again. <laughs> Paul. Paul had that. Terrible oh, Paul was simply oh, having Paul. a wonderful yeah. Christmas. Simply yeah. having a wonderful Christmas. Also a bad song. But I discovered that the Beatles, for their fan club, used to release little um, Beatles records and send them out to their fan clubs. Wow. Just these little single albums. And I started listening to them. They would call them um, the Beatles albums. And the first one was called um, Sincere Good Wishes for Christmas and New Year's. And then the second one was another another Beatles Christmas album. And then a third Beatles Christmas album and so on. But when you listen to them, they are insane. Um, essentially, these guys just sat in front of a record. You know, play a little bit for you. They just got high and just started yes. hitting. Yeah, and just having a good time like they did. Hello, everybody. This is Paul, and I'd just like to thank you all for buying our records during the past year. We know you've been buying them because the sales have been very good, you see. <laughs> Don't know where we'd be without you, really, though. In the army, perhaps. Oh, we In the army, perhaps. To the records <laughs> as much as we've enjoyed melting them. <laughs> no, 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 that's wrong. Making them. We're in number two studio at the moment at EMI, taping this little message for you. We are. So we, we are indeed. I just thought I'd make the. This is the same studio we've used all along since the old days of Love Me Do. So many years ago, it seems. Oh, those are the days. <laughs> well, that's about all, I think. <laughs> Except <laughs> to wish you all a happy Christmas and a very new year. Now, I'll pass you over to John. 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 <laughs> John, John speaking. Thanks all of you who bought me book. Thank you, folks, for buying it. It was very handy. And there's another one out pretty soon, it says here. Hope you buy that too. It'll be the usual rubbish, but it won't cost much. You see? That's the bargain we're going to strike up. I write them in my spare time, it says here. And we may see all of you soon. Next, we're away. Anyways, it's like Ringo just stoned out of his mind yeah. in the corner. He was the one that was farting out the... Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was great. So they just get crazier and crazier as I think their drugs get harder and harder. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot. They're re they're really interesting. Um, so if you ever check those out, there's like the seventh Beatles one, which they just start doing this stuff. Uh, everybody will just be flying around, you see. You understand that? And they're like, LSD is a hard drug. Yeah, it's <laughs> like if I got this as a Beatles fan, I would have been completely perplexed. I don't know if I would have been a Beatles fan still. <laughs> it's just so weird. Yeah. Part of their fan club, you're going, I want to resign. <laughs> yeah, very strange. Um, so that just wanted, I wanted to, I thought that was fun, but I wanted to bring up um, and ask a question. Any good 
I know classic Christmas songs from a band, um, like a good Christmas song that you guys know of. That's not just a classic, um, not like Little Drummer Boy, unless you have a good version of it. I, you know, I like listening to fun Christmas songs. Do you guys have any? Oh, oh my God. I'm trying to think of the title. <clears throat> Little Lester Phillips sings it. And, um, oh my God, I can't think of it. Little uh, Lester. Hold on. Someone go, because I got to think Was of the friends with this. Little Stevie Wonder? No, no, no. It's Little Lester Phillips. I think Johnny Oda sing with her. I got nothing, because. I don't really like Christmas songs unless I'm driving through Christmas Tree Lane or something. Tom Petty is, you can always count on Tom yeah. Petty. He's got a good one. Tom it's Petty's good. Christmas all over again. Mm. Okay, I'll write that one down. We've got Little Lester Phillips. I think it's Christmas time with Little Lester Phillips. Little Lester Phillips. And what's your Tom Petty one? It's Christmas all over again. It's okay. in, uh, it's in, uh, Little uh, Lester. Home Alone 2. Oh. Max is spelling every word wrong right now. I'm sure he is. Little Lester Phillips Christmas. What about uh, Elvis' great Christmas album? I was going to say Elvis is great. That's yeah. my, it's one of my favorite Christmas albums. Uh, big fan of that one. I can't find anybody named Little Lester Phillips. Is that a real She's, person? Yeah, it is. She's kind of obscure. She was a blues singer. Hmm. You could do maybe just Esther Phillips because um, she used to sing a lot with Johnny Otis. Oh, here we go, Esther Phillips. Yeah, and she's it was like Blues Christmas. Okay, well, we'll find that one here. Jazz blues, a Happy Christmas, maybe with Esther Phillips. Far away Christmas blues. I don't know. Let me listen. That's not it. <laughs> that far away Christmas blues. Yeah. No, that's not it. Well, I like it. I like it. Anyways, all right, we'll put it in, we'll put it in, we'll come to it later. I'll find it, I know it. Um, Hang up your pretty stocking. Put up the light. Santa Claus is coming. Down your chimney tonight. Oh, 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 it's Christmas time. Little baby. That's the best Christmas song. That's a great, that's a great song. Um, It's a great album. Okay, I like those. I like those ones. Those are solid. Um, none for you? I got nothing. Really? Yeah, really. We Christmas caroled. He likes that terrible year. George Michaels one. Yeah. Last Christmas. <laughs> um, there's got to be... We caroled too much together. That's true. We used yeah. to carol a lot. Yeah. I got some good caroling stories. Yeah. I'm going to tell you guys a story. <laughs> so we used to um, carol every year for a... Um, uh, like a home, they had they had um, multiple care homes. homes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I remember this care homes, and so they would put a big Christmas party on. And it was like all the buddies. And one year, so we'd always show up, and they would give us all the papers, you know, with the Christmas Carol lyrics. And one year we, <laughs> one year we went up, and there's maybe I don't know. That was a big hall. There's maybe uh, <coughs> 250, 300 people in there. And our, our good friend, friend of the show, Nelson, says, uh, we didn't have the music for it, but he said, let's do 12 Days of Christmas. And we're like, dude, oh, none of us so know. Like none the of, words? You didn't have the words to it? We didn't anything? have the words. We're like, none yeah. of us know all the words. He's like, we'll, we'll, we'll get it. We'll we're, get it, yeah. 
So we do like the do you first verse. how many verse. lines yeah. to that song are? Usually you just do like a little jingle. Yeah. Right. We get the first yeah. one done. And then we get, I think, the second one. I don't even think I could do one. And then we got <laughs> to the third. And we all, it's like, um, and on the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. And we're all like, beer. <laughs> it was like, it was so bad. And we looked out into the audience. And there was all these lovely elderly people and their families giving us the dirtiest looks of I've ever seen. And I just started laughing. We just started laughing. It was terrible. It was so bad. I think we might have ruined their Christmas. Um, For many of them, that was their last Christmas. Oh, oh no. no. Don't say that. It's probably true, though. It might be true. It's Nelson's it fault. Happened. Nelson, it was you. Um, it's really sad. Was it the same place where you saw a man... Cough up a lung? No, no, that was at a convalescent home. Oh, but was that God. Christmas time also? It was. We had to sing Christmas carols, and I saw a guy cough up his lung. That was his when last Christmas. When I went Christmas. to a Catholic school in the eighth grade, we had to go sing Christmas songs at Wolf Manor when it was a retirement home, the haunted okay. place. Yeah. And I could see why it was haunted, because all these people were, like, scaring the hell out of us, because they were just kept creeping closer and wanting to touch us and oh. stuff. It was nasty. <laughs> <laughs> so we sang the, the carols and got the hell out of there quick. Oh, goodness. Um, all right, guys, you know what? We have a guest joining us in just a few seconds here. We have a, um, we're going to be going to a quick break. We're going to do a quick ad from one of our sponsors, um, Cigarettes in a Bottle. Our sponsor, Cigarettes in a Bottle. And uh, we'll be coming back to you right after the break. Hey, everybody. This is your host, Mr. Max DeBoss. I'm here to tell you about the greatest gift of the season, the greatest gift that you could give to your friends, your family, or even somebody you might have accidentally kicked in the face. I had that experience. <laughs> I, I I was, okay, I kicked someone tr- in the it's face. It's a true story. It's a, hard, it's a true story, okay. So we were sparring at kickboxing, and I kicked a woman in the face. <laughs> And her nose bled like crazy. And I was thinking, oh, my God, I felt so bad. And I thought, okay, what could I do for this woman? And the first thing that came to mind, believe it or not, was acapella chocolate. Thank you, sir. I thought she never experienced acapella chocolate. Mm -hmm. I'll put together a little basket with acapella chocolate and probably some bourbon. And it will make her feel better because I know she will love the acapella chocolate so much that she will forgive me and not send her husband out after me. (laughs) It's a true story. I get a text from, from, from Stu here. Um, and he says, uh, hey, I accidentally, you know, I might have, I feel really bad. He really felt bad. I could sense it. He told me a number of times, like, I'm, I feel really bad. I, I just really hope I don't, I didn't uh, break this person's nose. And, um, you know, can I, can I get some chocolate? You know, whatever, whatever we got to do to make that happen. I said, of course, of course, we'll, we'll hook you up. And um, at one point I asked, I just could sense, because he kept on saying, I feel so bad. I said, oh, man, maybe it was like a little kid. I said, Marty. <laughs> How old was the guy? And he says, so it was a woman. <laughs> it was a woman. He sent him a picture, oh, no. and she has these two black eyes. But she was going up for her black belt. And she had a big smile. Yeah, and she wanted picture. to spar with the big boys, and so we yeah. sparred with her. And, and you definitely broke her nose. I didn't break her nose, thank no? God. No, but it bled like it was broken. It was crazy. <laughs> she dropped her guard at a perfect opening. She had headgear on, and so I come up. The perfect round kick to her face, and she turned to look at my foot coming at her instead of letting her headgear absorb it, and so she took it right on the nose. 
But you know what's going to make it all better? Acapella chocolate. chocolate. We got a lot of good stuff on the site. Go to acapellachocolate.com. Um, use the promo code NOFOCUSRADIO for 15% off your order. 15%. Um, check that out. And uh, make sure you check out some of our new Naughty Grams. We still got Bev Bombs up there. Um, we got the Barks, the Caramels, a lot of good stuff. We also have the Cocoa Crates, the gift that keeps on giving. So check out acapellachocolate.com. And give it to all the people you hurt throughout the year because they <laughs> really need it. That's a really good point. The yeah, people you, people you hurt. hurt throughout the year. I like that. I like Make that. them happy. All right, everybody. We are back and we are back with a very special guest he's a good friend of mine um his name is mr mitchell perez mitch how are you i am well i am well happy to hear from you max oh it's so good um so mitch you were you were calling us from um denver colorado is that true <clears throat> that is correct i'm here in the uh in the uh, the front range as they call it yeah, how cold is it there right now you know, I would say it's around like roughly 30, but to us, no. we just call that, you know, just, you know, fall weather. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not that bad, actually. Yeah, we're here, we classify no, that no. as butt-numbing cold. Yeah. yeah. It's like yes. 78 yeah. in the garage, and I have a heater on because I'm freezing. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, cool. you, you, accl you acclimate, you acclimate. And, you know, I was, I was unprepared when I came out here. I had nothing. I had a jacket, and I had some shoes. And Oof. I learned the hard way. Now, we did that. We went to Denver probably, that was almost a decade ago now. No. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, and um, it was for our cousin's wedding, and we went up to Estes Park. Or Estes? What is it? Estes Park? Estes or Estes. Yeah, yeah. Estes Park, Test yeah. Testes, yeah. Testes Park. And it was, it was winter. <laughs> it was near Christmas, and we were just dumb. We were just wearing jeans and our, like, yes. you know, Nikes, and really quickly we realized... We had to go into like a winter store yeah. in Estes Park and buy everything. Yeah, like we, the snow whole, boots and <laughs> the whole yeah. DeBoss family went to multiple winter stores so we could load up on like <laughs> snow boots and pants, long <laughs> underwear, just, just yeah. freezing. And then the night of the wedding, we get out and it's probably ten thirty at night, and our cars are just like covered in snow. Like we, you know, right. we don't, don't know what to do with that. And they're rentals, and the rental cars. Most of them have give you something to like brush the snow away, you know, because they're like prepared for that. My car had nothing, so I'm there like with my bare hands trying to wipe snow off my windshield, and I look down and it's like <laughs> minus seven degrees. And I still remember Max uh, and I running into a McDonald's just to get warm, and they were just right. laughing at us. We're just like, "Give us something hot. We need something hot right now." And they were just laughing. We ended up by bought a bunch of warm pies. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "I'm gonna get pies and like put them in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Keep my hands warm." You got apple pie. Eyes in your pockets. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Oh man, that's crazy. So you got the Colorado experience. Yeah, yeah, you did. You did. The that's, other that's what that's about. So also, Mitch, when I was in Denver, uh, before we start digging into some some of your what you're currently doing, uh, the last time I was in Denver, um, I saw more people who had um, vampire teeth than anywhere in my life. And it was the weirdest thing. I was walking down kind of that main strip there in downtown Denver. And I saw like five or six separate individuals who had filed their teeth down to vampire teeth. Now, was that an abnormal experience for me or is that normal in Denver? Vampire people. 
Well, I mean, it kind of depends, like, what time of year and where were you <laughs> at? Great, you know? like, that's a great answer. So, yeah. Vampires are migratory. <laughs> it was nighttime, right? They're, yeah, they are. Yeah, very much. They're very much of uh, nomadic people. So you you got to be that's great. Very careful as to where you're going to be and you know at what time because love- anytime after dark. I got it. So if you're out at dark, definitely you're going to see some vampires out there. Okay. A little bit once or twice, and, you know, the third time, you're done. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Mitch, tell us a little bit. Last time you were in town, you and I met up, and um, you told me you – if you you don't mind talking about this a little bit, you're uh, – you've been writing, right? You've been in the middle of writing some stuff. Oh, my goodness. If I could tell you how long I've been in the the middle. (laughs) People – People, people who 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 say they write, they they love to talk about their writing. They don't write; they love to talk about their writing. <laughs> so, so that's kind of that's kind of what I've been doing. But I've actually created now about thirty thirty one stories that have like just kind of a compilation of you know my life. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> you know, it ranges from one end of the spectrum to the other, and you know, each one is you know sad, happy remorseful absolutely you know depressing but also mm-hmm. uplifting and, and i'm just i'm trying to trying to find that niche kind of for everybody so it's it's been it's been rewarding because i've kind of had to die deep within me and that's that's the hardest part yeah that's actually that's a we we just had a, a guest on the show uh, last week who was a writer and um you know he he had a a, a life of he was a, it's a really interesting book actually um he was a um uh, a really vampire. Yeah, <laughs> he was an vampire. he was an addict. I forget what he said. Meth, right? He's a meth addict for a long, long time. But it's his story of kind of growing up in Fresno as a, as a meth addict, and then and then getting through and kind of his recovery as well. Um, but talking to him, you know, he had he had talked a lot about just kind of digging into some of these um, stories of of his um, like misspent youth, I guess. And um, I, I had kind of congratulated him as well because I'm not really a writer. I'm not. Um, that's one thing that I've always thought I would like to do. It's just not in me. Um, so being able to kind of dig in and actually write those stories and have something uh, very personal like that, I think that's really cool. Um, is it? Thank ha- you. Has it been? Um, has it been a, a a hard journey to do that, or has it been fairly easy enough for you to kind of know where you were going, or how did you get into this? Well, it kind of was like, uh, it was gradual, right? You know, you had, you had an initial idea and that initial idea doesn't really become formidable. So you, you look for alternatives and then this alternative turns into something that is just completely off, off cuff for me in this situation, I, I went to rehab and they, uh, they had asked me to write down uh, some of my grievances, some of the things that I had done under the influence that I wish I wouldn't have done. Etc. And I was about 22 when that happened. And so, you know, getting to getting to have that cathartic uh, ability to write things down and you know just kind of air to to a number of people, most of whom I've never met in my entire life, was actually kind of like a like a wow. This this makes an impact on people. And mm-hmm. then you know a few years go by, and then you you realize like oh shoot, here is here is then another another uh, another opportunity where i can kind of just you know share a little bit so it just started with like little texts in my phone you know just little notes this and this and this like this and this and this and it'd just be two or three words mm-hmm. and eventually i have 30 little two or three word stories 
and it's now, you know, just up to me to, to, to write. So, you know, it, I guess it's just like that slow, slow, slow progression of just like, if you're going to get you off your ass and do it, you, you, you got to just get off your ass and, and do it. But it just took me so much longer than I anticipated. <laughs> so, so, but here I am and I'm, and I'm happy, you know, I'm looking for agency. So, so, you know, that's, that's, that's progress. And that's- I see that as progress. That's very cool. You know, Mitch, I, I, I'm going to say this and I really mean it is I'm very proud of you. Um, as a friend, I, I, uh, you know, I met you when you were still in high school. Um, I was a recent, Max was like 40. It was really creepy relationship. Yeah, I was, I was was very strange actually. Um, I was right. I was recently out of high school. Um, we became actually, uh, I was, uh, I was assistant directing a, a play at Clovis high. Um, uh, Annie, get your gun, and um, we kind of met through that. You were pl- actually still I'll tell you the truth. This is a true story, Mitch. In my phone, your name is Chief Sitting Mitch because you Chief played Sitting Mitch. Chief Sitting Mitch because you played the role of Chief Sitting Bull. Mm. Mm. That's right. right. Yeah. And uh, I d- I remember I had to like reach out to you to I don't know do something for the play, and I didn't know your name. So it was Chief Sitting Bull, and then I eventually learned your name was Mitch. So your name was Chief Sitting Mitch in my phone. It still is. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. W- so y- you- we had we had a pretty pretty interesting interaction to be to begin with. I mean, I I, I had always thought you was like this person of like, oh, this is this is a thespian. <laughs> you know, this is a, this is somebody with. You were whom, a lesbian. You know. Person- <laughs> Oh my goodness! That. Without question, with a beard and so <laughs> such, you know, a glossy demeanor. <laughs> um, but uh, you, you, alongside, you know, uh, Nelson, you know, the, one of one of the you know uh, really uh, prodigal minds of our of our era. You know, you two were just seen as this, just this. You know, you have the art and you have the physics. You know, you have the the sacred and you have the profane. You know, and it was just this. It was this. You know, kind of beautiful harmony that you two had. So that's I think Max what and Nelson me. were in one play combined in high school. <laughs> I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. Should we leave? You guys don't understand how incredible I was. Apparently, <laughs> you don't. You don't remember. Was. You just don't remember. I I remember it differently. I love it. And so we 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 met. And, um, but you know, like I said, I, I'm getting back to the point of how proud I am. Cause I know you, you went through, you went through, a um, some hard times, right. And sure, sure, it, sure. it's been really cool to see you, um, come out of this and, and become just very, um, kind of like find yourself in this, um, artistic world, which you've always been in and kind of finding, I think your, um, your, your niche or your niche, if you will, in, in this artistic world within your writing. Cause I know, you know, we both had a big passion for theater and a lot of different things. So being able to find that in writing, I think is very cool. And I'm very proud uh, to see you do that. So I wanted to uh, well, give you congratulations on that. Yeah. I, wow. Thank you. Very I have much a, so. a cool story about Mitch too. He, um, I have very, tell me Austin, tell me. No, no this is me. Justin. This is Justin. Don tell Schlicks. me Justin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Excuse yeah. me. I'm so excited. So I also met Mitch while I was, um, directing a play at Clovis high with Mrs. Kaler. Mm-hmm. And the great Susan Kaler. The great Suzanne Kaler. <laughs> the great. And um, I was doing my student teaching at the time at Clovis High. And she's like, come help me direct the play. And um, it was Diary of Anne Frank. Mm. Mm-hmm. And Mitch was in there. So Got I got to know comedy? Mitch. Yeah, it's a very funny <laughs> yeah. show. If you've never good. seen it. Yeah. Um, 
Um, I love and, the music. Yeah. And a real romp. A real romp, <laughs> yeah. And I remember Mitch just standing out as a great performer. Mm-hmm. You know, as high, it's rare to see high school, you know, students that just have uh, – he was playing, you know, an older man. Mm-hmm. Were you playing the father? I can't remember, Mitch. Were you Anne Frank's father? No, not, the, not Otto. I was I – was, uh, Mr. Von Don. That's right. That's Not right. Like I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and but it, he had such an air about him that it wasn't mm-hmm. like watching a high school student act. You know, he's yeah. he's a great performer. Yeah, Mitch, a, a good performer, any good performer has something that you can't describe. It's what the French call the je ne sais quoi, <laughs> right? And Mitch has that. Uh, he's got the je ne sais quoi. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Uh. So, uh, you know, this is becoming too complimentary. Gentlemen. You're making me uncomfortable. <laughs> no, but so my story with Mitch was um, that happened. And then maybe a year or two later, I was teaching at, at a charter school. That's where I met uh, Stupid Asso. And um, yeah, I was directing a show and our school had never done any type of theater. So I had like six kids that were coming to my theater class and we we're doing like improv and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff. And I was teaching them stuff. And then we decided to do a show. Well, this show was like, you know, it was like a one act with like, just, it was, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like, they were like funny dates. And, and so I needed someone to pull it together because none of the students had ever acted before. And I just needed someone I could count on. And so I got a hold of Mitch and Mitch came in. He didn't go to the school or anything, didn't know any of these students, but he came in made friends with all these, you know, students at my school, and they all just, like, fell in love with them and looked up to him. And he helped us put on a, a really funny production. Mm-hmm. He, he kind of played the, meet, like, you know, multiple uh, main characters in this kind of, like, one-act comedy show and kind of saved my hide there for my first show that I ever directed. So I'm very grateful to Mitch for doing that. So all these years later, I was oh, like, thank man. you. Yeah. Oh, man, that makes me so happy. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I, I got a Mitch story. One time, I, one time, I, me and Mitch were in a foxhole in Vietnam. <laughs> I, we were surrounded by the VC. It was dark. I started crying. He was singing "White Rabbit" by Jefferson Airplane, and it just th- really it was so surreal. Yeah. It just like blew my mind. I started singing with him. Every even the VC started singing. With yeah, him. we all came out. We hugged. It was a great experience. Thank you, Mitch. I'll never forget that. Merry Christmas, you know the what? war is over. I think this was, I think this was, uh, this was before, after the time you had told me that uh, you had this unaffordable love with Elizabeth Hurley and that you would do anything to, to pursue that love. And then, that was a for private the next six months. That was a the, private. Uh, that was it was really. It's it, it's it's been about now fifteen years. I think that statute is gone, but okay. it was a it, it it was a good conversation. I remember that. I love that. Yeah, that was great. I love that. I still love that. Yeah, you saved our lives that night. I appreciate it. I, I, oh yeah, absolutely. And so does company. The rest, of everyone else in Company E. <laughs> Everyone else, yeah. exactly. Dirty Harry. Well, well, Mitch, you know, since we're going down memory lane, yeah, please. Professional longboarding. Oh yeah. Oh goodness. We were there. That was oh, us. Yeah. yeah, the cr- <laughs> the crux of it too. <laughs> we yeah. bombed those hills. Um, we I, hit I, those parking garages. <laughs> yeah, I can remember an injury or two. <laughs> Yeah, there was actually a story with a with a mutual friend, and we had we had pretty like uh, 
pretty uh, reserved names for these two skateboards that we had, but uh, <laughs> I believe it was I, I believe it was Austin, and I believe it was this other friend, and they were you know in the Hollywood Hills, and they were skateboarding. But something happened. There was a crash, and um, one of the one of the skateboards was named Jesus. This and so true. the story always always became that we lost Jesus in the Hollywood <laughs> Hills. And so you bring that up to anybody, and it's like, a, oh, sure, let's hear this story. <laughs> so, so these these stories that you're writing, Mitch, what are you trying to put them together in a in a book of stories? Are you trying to um, you know, are these something you're trying to write just as, as uh, um, you know, kind of like a nonfiction collection of stories? <clears throat> are you looking to maybe turn these into, um, I don't know, you, you have such a uh, theatrical background. I could see you like making pl- writing plays or something with some of these experiences. Well, that that's awesome. But thank you. That's a, such a cool question because they kind of stem from like, I grew up in an ultra conservative uh, very, very right-wing religious family that didn't even actually abide by Christmas or birthdays. It was really just, a, you know, a, a kind of a Monday through Friday church, and then you got to rest for two days kind of thing. So, you know, kind of divorcing myself of that and then becoming 30 and then writing these stories, they range. Um, I can, I can, I, I can, tell you a story of a, of a friend who, and I'll, I'll paraphrase, a friend who I knew through the church moved out here to Colorado. We didn't have too much contact, but he volunteered as like a, um, a handicap, um, uh, handicap employee at Target. He got a, um, a flat that was on the second story, knowing full well that the people thought that he had no uh, ability in his legs. Um, he kind of had this this uh, affinity, not a fetish, but affinity for those with whom were, were paraplegic. And eventually his legs, after any uh, loss of or misuse of any kind of um, arm or any kind of appendage, will atrophy. So his legs began to atrophy in this wheelchair. And so he eventually told someone. And this person with whom he trusted so much... They said, how could you portray, you know, all these people that you love so much? Like, how, how could you? You're such a wonderful person. The, the wrap-up of the story is that he quit his job, moved back to his hometown, and lived a normal, upright, bipedal existence as if none of this ever happened. Wow. That's interesting. So, very so very they, interesting. So they, they range, kind of, they, uh, you know, they range. Wow. Yeah, I'm... I'm- Mitch, I'm I'm very excited. I mean, I know you have such a creative mind, and I mean, with um, you know a lot of just uh, life and travel, I, I I'm very excited to read some of this and um, see you know. And I think this is something, especially since it's a series of short um, uh, stories. You know, they can work in so many ways, and so I think that'll be a lot of fun to. Get well, it's interesting. I think there's so much. I mean, I haven't read this, but I just hearing you know some sampling of it. There's something really cool about a collection of short stories, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm even thinking of like some of Stephen King's best films, or they come from his short story writings. They're not like right. from his novels. You know, he has like this little story that he wrote, and it becomes a great HBO show, or or you know somebody makes a a, a film out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so there's 
you know, it's it's not just one story you're telling, but there's multiple uh, nuggets so there, you know, that that somebody could take yeah. and, and spin. So th- that's really cool. That's you know, yeah. Like that. And 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 I have, yeah, and they they don't they aren't just about people I know, and most of them are about me and you know my you know frivolous attitude towards life as a young kid. So. So that's just the kind of kind of the fun of it too. You know, you pick it up, you have a read, you have a laugh, you you feel a little sad, but all of a sudden you felt something, you put it down, and then you move on. So, do you have kinda any what um, I want. literary heroes that you enjoy? You know, anybody literary, you read that you you try to emulate a little bit, maybe? Oh no, I have people that I, I really look up to, but it's not really in the in the realm of what I'm trying to write. You know. Uh, you know, you have the the Jules Verne of the mm-hmm. science fiction, you know, the H.P. Lovecraft. But if you want to get, um, you know, a little bit more modern, um, uh, Graham Hancock does a lot of really wonderful work as far as his investigative work of like ancient archaeology, ancient technology and so forth. And that's mm-hmm. something I'm really into, um, theology in general. So um, that, that's, that's mostly what I, Dan Carlin, if you like history, so... Nice. I feel very unreaded. Have unredded? you, <laughs> Mitch? I don't know if you've read. Have you read any Neil Gaiman before? I'm sorry, Neil. Neil Gaiman. No. All right. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna actually send you a book. He he's written one of my uh, one of my favorite books, um, and I'm going to send you um, a copy. But he also has a, a great collection of short stories as well. Um, but he has some stuff like um, a book called Norse Mythology that he wrote in uh, 2017, um, mm. which is his take on um, kind of classic Norse mythology. And, and in a fantastic book called American Gods, which is kind of about um, how, how uh, if the gods from ancient ancient mythology kind of live today in our modern world. Did they make a show out of that? They did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think it's something you'd really dig into. Uh, you'd really dig. So I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a copy. Max had a great idea for a book, and maybe Mitch could be like a ghostwriter for oh, it. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking uh, about. When Max was young, he had to visit quite a lot of restrooms. I had intestinal issues, and so he was oh. gonna write like a, a handy guide uh, mm-hmm. for, for different cities of like the best restrooms in the city. So if you yeah. got caught out around and your stomach yep. was giving you troubles, you knew which bathroom was the cleanest, mm-hmm. um, which bathroom was not going to give you, you know, you're not going to get a disease by using. Yeah, you're not so, going to get Omnicorn yeah, going into the yeah. Borders bathroom. Yeah. Max had a list yeah. of, like, good bathrooms, and he was going to write a book. And I, yeah. I figure, like, you know, we've got Fresno covered. He could fly out to Denver and have the Denver copy. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think Max is quite enough of a, of a writer. I think he's more of the idea man, but maybe Mitch could put the pen to paper and I could see, I could see this being big, you know, cause you're every city in the United States needs a, a bathroom guide, mm-hmm. you know, and there's yeah. not one readily available. No, 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 there's no. not. There's no. not. And you there's know, not. there's no, there's, where's my, where's my pot app. So. Right, and how cool would it be if, if like the back, you know, maybe twenty pages of the book were blank? So if you needed toilet paper, you could use yeah. it. Yeah, oh, you know? nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like oh, you pull, his, 
Yeah, like there's a great, a really good. It's a really good yeah. book we got in our hands. Man. So yeah. with gas, right? There's yeah. special, yeah. a like special, um, special chapter on what to use if you run out of toilet paper. I've used toilet covers, toilet seat covers before. Mm. I've also ripped out oh, pages yeah. of magazines and crumpled them to make them softer. Because it's pretty, it's yeah. pretty. Uh, that's gonna hurt yeah. down there, but you crumple it enough, it gets soft. I've used a cardboard yeah. toilet roll before. <laughs> Cardboard part. Yeah, use that. It's hard, but Ooh. it does the job. You're it's desperate, desperate right yeah, you're there. You're not wiping. Yeah. You're more scraping. Yeah. Well, I learned that yeah. the um, Romans use seashells, I, and I can't figure that out. How do you use a seashell? Clamshell. Was it a clamshell? Maybe I hope. Oh, I don't know. We'll bring some next I time. I can imagine can try. the scooping action. Yeah, the scooping. Yeah, scooping. yeah. yeah. Um, I heard that the um, Native Americans would use uh, cats. <laughs> for cats so that was an interesting idea <laughs> or like whenever you go to like the mi- missions and they would have corn corn husks corn, corn husks yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you can kind of yeah, yeah. see that though yeah. after it's fresh especially it'd be nice so anyways mm-hmm. a lot of really good stuff to write yeah. <laughs> in our book here. <laughs> all these ideas are yours mitch just take yeah, them and run free, run free ideas <laughs> oh it could all be solved with a bidet exactly <laughs> <laughs> We all just need the days. Uh, the Europeans had it really figured out. Um, they really do. So what? What did? What got you out to to Colorado? What was your the impetus for the uh, move out there? The, the impetus. Yeah, oh yeah. For the, move. <laughs> the, the the impetus. Wow. <laughs> uh, so as, initially, I I had moved out here with my mom. She had uh, she had moved out here with her. Uh, husband at the time and um there was a school opportunity that i didn't think i could pass up and i thought hey why not let's you know go ahead and pursue that so with that being the main focus of going to school and not necessarily having to pay rent because i'm living with my mother at 22 and embarrassingly so but you know whatever at that time i'm, I'm past that i can still I could, I could still, you know, go ahead and pursue what I wanted to do, but Mm -hmm. working the, working the job that I did and, you know, unfortunately not having the, the passion in a new state with no friends and, you know, it kind of, it kind of got to me. So there was, there was a good hiatus of like, you know, four or five years of like, I was taking classes and I was, you know, doing workshops and it was fun, but I wasn't doing any performing. It was Mm. really just like, I just fulfilling that little urge. Like even right now, even, even right now, like I have their auditions lined up, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm an usher for the Denver center for performing arts. Mm. And I get to just be inside a theater. Mm. And so even just being a stage hand, like even just being an usher for, for right now, for, for me, that's, that's a thrill. That's for me. That's great. And then I can, I can fulfill those, those needs as they come, you know, but the, the writing I feel is the most important right now. Yeah. That's, that's actually a good, that, that's a, something that it took me a long time to learn is, is that I have a, you know, very much, I think as creative people, we have kind of these, like you said, that urge, that itch to do something. Right. So you always had like, and I had a lot of those areas in my life, right? Like I like, um, I love theater. I loved, um, film. I loved different areas. And so, um, I always I always struggled with well you know I'm not I, I always felt like I was on hiatus from one thing 
Um, but it was that, like you said, like what you're doing right now, you know, you, you do something to kind of scratch that itch while you move in the direction that you're currently in. And I had to just, you kind of learn to get comfortable with that. I got very comfortable with, um, just kind of living in what I was doing then while just kind of scratching the whatever itch on the side. So, you know, whatever it was, I would, if I was going to do a podcast here to kind of get that theater thing or go help out backstage somewhere, um, even though at the time I was focused on, you know, my master's or whatever it was. Um, so I think that's uh, kind of, a, uh, it was a hard lesson for me just to understand, like, I'm just going to be happy doing whatever is in front of me right now and um, scratch those other itches later. So um, I think that's a, right. We got, we got a little bit of time. Exactly. We got a little bit. So, so, so let's, let's back up a little bit. Justin, Max, tell me, what was what was the inception of this podcast? Was it was it to scratch that itch? Was there was there a further you know trajectory as far as what you your your plan is? Or are we just having fun and we're just you know giggling and like <laughs> is it all three? Uh, like I'm happy. I, I want I want all three answers because I feel like we're on our way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this the podcast actually started. So uh, a, a number of a number of years ago, I was asked to. Um, come in there's a place in downtown fresno called cmac the community access media collaborative um essentially we the city of fresno built a a multi-million dollar tv studio and then didn't know what to do with it so um <laughs> they had asked me to classic. come classic they had asked me to come classic. In and, <laughs> and and <laughs> they said hey you know we need something to be done in here can you produce a show come up with something that we can use and so you know i i knew i knew um the, the head of the uh, education department over there. And he said, hey, Max, can you come do a show? And then, you know, use that to help teach students um, camera work and different things. Like, yeah, sure. So um, I came up with doing a, a comedy skit show, and it was called The No Talent Show. Um, and we brought in um, local actors and improv groups and just a whole bunch of creative people to do comedy skit shows. And, um, it, it was great. We got, we did a lot of stuff, but eventually it got exhausting. Um, and so I kind of just, uh, stopped and I took, uh, a few of my favorite people from the show. You just called a bunch of people and we're the ones who showed up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> and well, some of my favorite people uh, showed up to, I said, you know, instead I'm going to turn this into some sort of a podcast because, um, it was exactly what you said. There was, I had an itch at that time to keep on doing something. Um, and I was, um, at the time I was teaching at, at Fresno state and also kind of, um, moving in my career in the, uh, chocolate world. And I was doing plays here and there, but I was, I was just missing kind of my, you know, having that kind of autonomy to do whatever in, in, uh, kind of performance or something, you know? So um, we all, this, this kind of group of us, the four of us, me, Eric, uh, Marty, and Justin came together and, and started the No Talent Show podcast, which um, was just kind of a, the four of us bringing up subjects and chatting and um, talking Fresno and doing, you know, we would do fun little comedy bits and, and fake um, ads and different things. And Don's really good at making polls too. And polls. Yeah. I got a big poll and... We took a five-year break, no and big then, deal. In yeah. between episode twenty-two and twenty-three, there's like a five-year break. But yeah, yeah, and as then, you do. You know. And then about twenty fifteen, my life fell apart, 
And um, a lot of things kind of happened where I just couldn't sustain it. My life was kind of crumbling. And then um, so I just said, hey, life does. yeah, life does. Sometimes it crumbles. And I said, all right, guys, we're going to, you know, take a week off. And then five years later, we uh, when he arose bigger and better and stronger. <laughs> this is right. Um, I came back. We built a new studio. Called your favorite people. Called up my favorite people and said, right. They're the ones who showed up. Boys, <laughs> we're back at it. And it really was, once again, to kind of scratch that itch. But what's what's fun is sometimes when you do that, um, as you found, right, like with your writing, it, sometimes it turns into something really special. And, um, you know, when we first had the podcast, uh, we were kind of too early in the podcast game. It was 2012. I'd say, hey, we have a podcast, and people would say, great, how do I listen to it? And I was like, okay, so you're going to go to this website. There's an RSS feed. You're going to take that RSS feed and throw it into, like, PodDuck. It's going to download, put it onto your iTunes. Now, remember to unplug, you know, eject the iPod before you take it out. You're going to put it on your iPod, and people will just, they'd be like, okay, you lost me at, you know, step one. Yeah, iPod. super yeah. accessible. So, you know, we came back better and stronger, and now it's, it's kind of this fun thing where, you know, it was kind of a way to kind of, you know, like you said, get, get that kind of fun, uh, being able, in a way, kind of perform and produce things and, and also hang out with the, with the guys. And, uh, but it kind of turned into something really special. We are now, we just found out we are the um, number 10 podcast in Fresno County, only behind, hey. only behind nine churches, yeah. which we're never going to beat. You never um, beat the church. So we're the number one non-church-based podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Is that true? I just learned that. Yeah. 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 We found that out last week. Then out last week. We were in the uh, top 10% of podcasts in the world um, out of 2,990-something thousand. So we're still out of, like, you know, top 10% out of whatever 10% is of that a lot. But, you know, it turned into something kind of cool. And uh, it's uh, for me... It, it really kind of a great excuse to it's it's forced hangout time with friends and being able to reconnect to say like you know like Mitch you and I are good friends like you're always gonna be a brother to me but we're both bad at like you know the only thing you and I do is every once in a while we'll send a text that says hey pigeon <laughs> oh man but like but huh. this is like a forced hangout session, which I love. So that's my favorite way to do it. I do. It's a forced no, hangout I, session. I, think, I don't want to be with you guys, but I'm stuck. Yeah. And you're my favorite. <laughs> Thank you. Because I showed up. we have it a schedule, a time. I even sent out an email that you have to accept or ignore. Exactly. Willingly, so I know that you fucking just skipped that's out it. on that. That's exactly that's it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And hey. I'm I'm here and I'm happy for it. What's 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 the uh, what's the Fresno vibe like lately? Because I I I'll admit like being so far removed, like this kind of small Midwestern feel, mm -hmm. kind of crept into like the to the world of mine. So like Fresno, is it new? Is it hopping? Is it is it? I would. What, when's the last time you were here, Mitch? Uh, uh, April. Okay. Yeah, it's like a totally different city since April. No, I'm just kidding. It's, but it's we have a nuclear power it, right? plant. We have monorails. Yeah. We have aliens. Yeah. Oh, it's foggy. Right. No, but yeah, honestly, uh, I would say in the last seven years, Fresno's like grown tremendously. Mm -hmm. um, some of it, some of it's good. Some of it's bad. Um, like the house prices have shot up. I don't feel like <laughs> like we're a secret anymore. No. So, um, but it's the same as it always was. You know, it's it's. Uh, you know, quite for for the size of city. I mean, we're it's literally like what is it like the 
28th biggest city in the in the United States or it's, something like we're that. We're now the fourth largest like in California. Yeah, so it's a huge city, but it still has that small town mm-hmm. vibe, you know. Um, it's still um, pretty quiet at night. <laughs> No, yeah, not, but, you know uh, it's more it's more political than it ever was. And I just think it's kind of how the, I think the nation in general, though, right? So there's like a right, lot, right. A lot of talk is about like protests in the Tower yeah. District, you know, um, and there's a lot of that going on, which is just kind of um, that. I think that's fair. That's fairly new for Fresno of being like you know sustained yeah. protests in in areas of town. Um, yeah, so that's kind of interesting. How about you, Austin? Did it is we, interesting. Austin, Austin lived up in the mountains for a while. Now he's kind of back. Have you seen a, a difference since when you went up and kind of came back? The dikes are closed. Yeah? Out on Shepherd. Okay. Go over the hill. You can't go there anymore. Really? Yeah. Can't smoke weed out there anymore. That, man, those places. That place was great. How did we get How did we get up there? Wait, the dikes are closed? <laughs> <laughs> it's shocking, I know. Um, I would say the same as Justin. It's, it's not a secret anymore. There's a lot of – the whole growth east of Clovis is – crazy and there's a lot of people moving from outer areas bay area mm-hmm. coming down here it's all developed definitely yeah. oh yeah it's insane from oh man all the way to the foothills if you drive down shaw there's homes all the way to like to academy you know and past it now mm-hmm. it's crazy oh my gosh the yeah. re- it's really it is clovis north all mm-hmm. that freaking oh yeah man I, when- You'll get lost out there. I literally didn't know where I was a couple weeks ago. I was uh, driving back oh, from uh, my wife's uh, grandma's house, and I was out there off of, like, what used to be. Remember, <laughs> Mitch, remember we used to go on a drive we used to call the International, um, what did we used to call that drive? Um, like the International Experience. It was all, we'd drive down the International Road out there by, like, Beheimer and yeah, stuff. That's now all houses. It's just, it's you're, like, just in a big housing complex everywhere and there's like starbucks it's just shocking it's very strange yeah wow yeah oh my goodness and it's now it's and i imagine with the 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 rail that they've been talking about for 30 years that they might finally establish that or some something that'll be so cool yeah you'll be able to go from modesto to bakersfield it's gonna be awesome (laughs) oh my god (laughs) yeah and they're gonna charge you five hundred dollars to do it it's fantastic oh my god (laughs) the nice thing is the nice thing is they have like part of it built then it stops and another place they have part of it built and then it stops it's just like segmented all over the valley (laughs) and none of it connects oh my goodness yeah it's pretty sad well, it, it sounds like it's just you know fantastic, and I'm I'm looking forward to it because because what we have out here is is nothing. You have you have an airport, Denver International, and that is fifty minutes from even the closest house. <laughs> right, and it it was in 2021 the most traveled airport. Uh, in the country. Yeah, Denver's yeah. a huge, huge airport. airport. Huge hub. The yeah. thing about Denver is, is it's a big city, but it's like the only big city that's like seven hours, you know, within its right. reach. So it's oh, a, yeah. it, it's kind of funny because you think of it as like, oh, Colorado, but it's like Denver and then the rest is like desert, you know, mm-hmm. and then you got the mountains and there's not very much. It's a high desert. Yeah, yeah. And, that, yeah, that's what people don't get. It's a high desert and sometimes it gets cold. Uh-huh. And, um, and that, that's that's it. But the thing that is cool is since it is like the only city for so such a big area, 
Denver is like they have like good theater and good stuff mm-hmm. because it's like the only place to go to get that. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. like in California, oh, yeah. there's a there's fifty cities that you can go see, you know, in the Bay Area and in the Southern California and, and huge cities. Well, Colorado and their surrounding states, you've got Denver. You know? Right. So yeah. Right. And what's really cool too is that there's a big uh, big focus on geology um, here. Um, we actually have one of the biggest. Uh, how do you how do you how do you phrase this? One of the biggest uh, preservations of dinosaur huh. bones oh, in amber. Um, I think in in America, if not the world. Oh wow! Um, yeah, it's like it's you know huge, beautiful fossilized for you know millions of years type of bones kind of thing just where they are um and it's it's absolutely incredible once you get further into the mountains especially since it was initially a golden uh state uh-huh. you still have you still have those you know, running beautiful mills that just happen to be a little run down but those mills were trickling in gold and copper and mm-hmm. silver and you learn about all that stuff here too which is like and uh, you learn about the fruits and the nuts and the orchards and the vineyards of California, but you learn about like kind of like a little bit more about like the gold and the earth here in Colorado. And I'm just kind of learning to really, really, really value, value that, you know? Yeah, that's really cool. Um, and is the, um, or do you live right within, like, are you near downtown or where, whereabouts are you? And, um, I uh, dude, I'm 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 kind of ideal. If if management was better, it would be way better. But I'm kind of I'm 20 minutes from the city. I'm 20 minutes from the mountain. I'm 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 five minutes from Columbine High School. Gotcha, yeah. Littleton. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Very inter- very interesting area. Very much very interesting area. Um, well, I, I want to, I want to make a trip out there sometime soon. And you come here every once in a while, um, which is nice. I don't really have much. Did you know, Mitch, that your mom lived next door to Max's dad for a while? Did I know that? (laughs) (laughs) Did I know that? My goodness. I'm the one who took a photo of DeBoss Chocolate's van and said it to Max and said, is this your, is this your, is this your company? (laughs) It totally tripped me out. Mitch is the one that discovered it. That's (laughs) funny. Is so oh my goodness! Funny. So, so let me let me just give you let me give you a little like a little breakdown of how this story <laughs> this is going to be. It was just my my mom lived uh, there as well, and then Guy Max's dad lived just next door, and you know he'd always come over and he'd bring you know either chocolates or he'd bring you know some just, just something from something from acapella, something uh-huh. from your, your from your factory because he's just he's nice he's he is, wonderful yeah. he's a very sweet sweet man just very sweet man especially to neighbors friends whomever he is I, just really and quick she, they they have they had he had a homeless guy sleeping right by his his uh wall that was by his condo and instead of running him off he like bought him a blanket and brought him a pillow <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah gave good. him a home yeah oh man that's See, and one more, one more example of just, you know, fantastic person. But, uh, so, so he, so he, he lived next door to my mom. They, those two shared a wall and here's Max, you know, I don't, I don't know if, you know, the, the audience can see Max. Max is a very, you know, dapper looking gentleman and he's had, you know, quite a few, few, quite a few styles that have been very, very fit, very clean, very, you know, on par. 
And so when my mom is seen just out her, you know, front window, you know, just whomever happens to be pulling up, it's Max. He happens to be pulling up with either food or he's pulling up with this or he's pulling up with that. So she's thinking, you know, Gee here on this one side is, you know, having his his boy toy over. This is just his little his, this is just his You're this such is a just twink. his little this is his tweak who just happens to be, you know, just oh he comes he's bringing over food. Oh look, he looks so goddamn cute. Look at him. And, and I was thinking to myself, like, mom, like, mom, who do you think this is? She's like, oh, this little French man next door. And I'm like, like, no, 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 no. She was just as surprised and so embarrassed. But my goodness, That's is that hilarious. a laugh, man. That is so Does dad funny. know that? No, I haven't told dad yet. That's funny. So my dad, dad will get a kick out of it. Yeah, let's call him. Oh, man. It's so, so funny. funny. Golly. Oh. Um, that's a joy. Um, Mitch, it has been it has been so good um, having you on and catching up and so uh, fun guys. Um, we just we appreciate it so much. We uh, wish all the best with your with your book. Yeah, absolutely. And um, thank you. Yeah, and if we um, I know I'm looking forward to it. Um, Austin's looking forward to it. Great I'm to hear your voice, Mitch. You know what, Austin? I'm so happy to hear from you too. Oh my goodness! You, you, every, every, all, all three of you. It's been such a pleasure. It really yeah, is great. It's nice to hear from you too, Mitch. <laughs> Since Vietnam, all that time in Vietnam, and you, do, you forget me. It's okay. I understand. Thank well, you for you your know, service, hey, by the hey, way. Hey, you hugged me for warmth. <laughs> I'll never forget. Yeah. I'll never forget that. I uh, never will. We always have that time. And I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I felt a little, a little proud on my back, but I'll never forget that. It's part of the warmth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friends, everybody. Hey, friend. Mitch, we love you. Um, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. It's been such a pleasure. Remember, stay tuned. Um, uh, next week, come back. We're going to have um, more fun. Next week, we're talking about... Um, uh, I'm where raisins my come from. Find out where raisins come from. <laughs> we have a Don Schlicks poll. We're talking Don's got a burning question. I, I have like a, six segments lined up. That's right. We're talking Golden Dog Properties, some guy who wants to buy my house off of me. We got so much coming up next week. Don't forget, remember to tell your friends and look for Mitch's book. It'll be by Mitch Perez. It's coming at you soon. Thank you all for tuning in. What is this music? <laughs> <laughs> a theme song! Oh! <laughs>